This is a Barita podcast, which is a medium for information purposes only. This podcast is not a recommendation to buy or sell any securities. This isn't a research report, nor intended to serve as a basis for making any investment decisions. Contact a licensed investment advisor before making any financial decisions. Let's get into the Barita podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for the Barita podcast. Uh, you know me, I'm Raul Pinock, Manager of Investment Banking and Investor Relations at Barita Investments. Uh, you know where to find past episodes of our podcast at barita.com slash podcast. But today we are joined by a very special guest, a man that I don't think needs any introduction, the Minister of Tourism of Jamaica, uh, the Honorable Mr. Edmund Bartlett. Thank you, Minister, for joining us. Thank you, Raul. All right. Yeah, very good to have you. So I just wanted to start off. uh, What is the mission of the tourism ministry uh, and what is its overarching goal? Well, our simple mission is to uh, establish Jamaica as the premier tourism destination to drive visitor arrivals and revenue uh, and in the process to employ as many Jamaicans as possible to ensure the social and economic development of the country through the communities around which the tourism industry operates. So in essence, our job is to bring more people to Jamaica who will spend a lot of money in Jamaica and leave a lot of money in Jamaica, employ a lot of people in Jamaica, and keep the economy of Jamaica strong. All right. All right. Sounds good. I mean, speaking of the economy, right? I know in, in the heights of the pandemic, I I was personally surprised by how it's even seemingly unrelated investments, especially those that were dependent on international investors, they would hold back and they would say, boy, we're, we're holding off until tourism comes back. So I, I wanted to, to talk a bit about just how important tourism is to the Jamaican economy. Well, first of all, tourism is not a discrete economic activity. Tourism really is a confluence of various economic activities which come together seamlessly to create an experience that people come to Jamaica in droves to buy, to consume, and to enjoy. So tourism doesn't exist unless all these other economic activities exist and are happening, but more importantly, are happening well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agriculture, for example, we must be producing food. Mm -hmm. We must be uh, converting the raw materials into finished goods. We must be uh, canning and we must be making jams and jellies and chutneys and spices and all sorts of other uh, culinary applications. So we must have manufacturers who are making uh, pots and pans and cans and kettles and, <laughs> and are making furniture and making cars and making buses and 
And we must have drivers who are driving buses and cars, you know, and trains and pilots who are flying planes and stewardesses who are attending to it. And then we must have people working at the airport in all sorts of areas, handling the flights as they come in, mechanics repairing uh, the cars and the vehicles that are servicing the aircraft at the airport. We must have customs officers and immigration officers. And then we have a whole range of shopping experts and uh, providers of other services in the uh, airport and, of course, handlers that we call red caps, mm -hmm. people who take your luggage out and so on. Um, and then we need to have uh, restaurants, you know, uh, and we need to have attractions of various types, all types of attractions. Yes. Uh, so you see the range then of economic activity that must be happening. So the economy of Jamaica, which relies therefore on uh, the tourism activity, is definitely predicated on uh, the fact that if uh, the industry grows, it grows. Mm -hmm. And so investors who are coming in are always watching tourism because it's a great driver of economic activities. Um, tourism, for example, is the most consumption-driven yes. activity on planet Earth. So that's all the visitors do. They travel to consume. Mm -hmm. And they consume food, they consume drink, they consume their cultural assets, they consume their electricity and, you know, your water and you name it. Mm -hmm. So that's what they do. And, um, and in the process, they leave billions of dollars behind. Um, in 2019, $9.7 trillion were spent across the globe by 1.4 billion tourists. Mm. And they employed in the process 435 million people, representing 11% of the employment of the world and 10.5% of global GDP. So you can understand then why it is that investors would want to look at what is happening in tourism, particularly in highly tourism dependent regions like us in the Caribbean. And just for the record, the Caribbean is the most tourism-dependent region on Earth. Really? Yes. We have GDP dependence um, as high as 97%. Where? And, um, in Antigua and St. Kitts, um, you know, uh, and then we have uh, Jamaica is 33, 34%. And um, Barbados is very high, so is the Bahamas. The Bahamas is particularly high. So of the 28 countries of the Caribbean, 13 are in the top 20 of the world's most dependent tourism regions. So that makes a statement. Uh, but it's for good because it employs, uh, in the case of the English-speaking Caribbean, over 1 million workers. Mm. And it generates 33 billion US dollars annually, which represents about 55% of the foreign exchange generated in the region. So one would understand then the foreign direct investment for tourism is about 45% average mm -hmm. in the region. And in our own case in Jamaica, it was over 50%. 
So the, 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 the essence, therefore, of the economic activity of the region is tourism. Yes. Okay, so so quite quite important, eh? So let's um you know take a more detailed look at tourism. This this talk about the differentiated value of Jamaica's tourism offering, you know, because I I, I was I was surprised to learn that Reggae Beach in Jamaica was an award-winning uh, tourism attraction for for cultural tourism experience and when i looked and saw what it beat out it beat out the opera in italy authentic blues in chicago other activities in havana and st petersburg you know salsa and marinska marinsky theater so just just talk about the the differentiated value that that the jamaican tourism well, let, let me begin by by saying that jamaica's rich biodiversity is a huge you know point of, of of reference that visitors make our culinary delights um, is another uh, our music of course um, but the friendliness and the warmth of the Jamaican people that remains the the iconic attraction it, you know it's the Jamaican people and in almost every instance when there's an evaluation it comes right back to our people uh, some th people think that Jamaicans are born with hospitality in their DNA, <laughs> so, so, so it's almost a natural. Um, and it is reflected also in the fact that visitors feel so safe, so secure, uh, and they end up with a very seamless experience when they come to Jamaica. Um, you know, we, we talk about the, 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 you know, crime and so on in Jamaica. And, uh, but crime against tourists and visitors is at a record and an enviable level of less than one percent. So, oh, wow. so, so that brings a, 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 a relationship between Jamaica and the, the and the visitors that's so enduring. You know, the forty-two percent repeat business that we have, mm -hmm. a function of how comfortable and how you know uh, warm and hospitable how people are and how visitors see uh, themselves in us. And maybe it is the out of many one that we are. It is this confluence of cultures and ethnicity and, you know, a little piece of everybody who comes here is in Jamaica already before they come. So it's almost as if they come to find themselves when they're here. And they do. So it is not surprising that Reggae Beach you perhaps go there as a Jamaican and it doesn't really hit you too hard. But to a visitor who is coming from, you know, someplace in, in, in Europe or so, suddenly looks and sees and relates to it, mm -hmm. you know, and it means something to him. And then people travel to fulfill their passions. And the passion points of people are varied and, you know, it is as they think. Yes. And so, and so, you 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 end up having to respond, you know, in so many ways, and almost anything and everything you do could be a passion point for somebody. Yes. And I, I I've been to um, a few countries that we talk about uh, tourism as uh, sort of an entity driven by ideas. 
So any idea you have that can be converted into some material good or service is useful and valuable in tourism and you can make money from it. You know, think about somebody causing two crabs to race and you know, maybe you go to a hotel and there's a crab race people making money from having two crabs race. Can you imagine? So, you know, fire eating and, you know, limbo dancing and yeah it, it it just requires an idea so one of the things that we are doing in tourism today is to mine ideas mm. so we've established the incubation the tourism innovation incubator mm-hmm. and and our job there is to find young people all across the country with ideas yes you know, and, and, and help them to convert those ideas. And then when they've done so, we assist in startups with them and then send them off. Because that's what makes the difference. Visitors come to see what's new, what's different. Yes. And the new and the different cannot come from the same old, same old. It has to come definition, from, right? Ah, uh, it has to come <laughs> from new ideas. Yes. New ideas. And our job is to go and find those ideas and to convert them. So if you ask me then, what is the um, particular attractiveness of Jamaica? Mm-hmm. Is that sense of renewal and newness that characterizes our destination? So even though <clears throat> we talk about the same um, geophysical features, there's always a twist to it. There's always a nuance to it. There's always something else that our people are able to attach to it. There's a new story that we can craft to deal with it. And tourism is about that. It's about stories, great stories. Yes. And you tell stories, wonderful stories, and people are attracted to that. So this is a great place where um, it is possible for you to be anything and to be all things it's a wonderful place i i keep saying to people all, all over that we're not really a country we're just a great idea <laughs> <laughs> great idea that you can contribute to that you know you can come in and share and expand and to create new things from so you'll be surprised how many visitors come to jamaica and um come again and again and again Mm -hmm. so that we have the highest level of repeat business in the Caribbean, arguably the world. 42% of all the visitors who you see around on the beach have been to Jamaica at least once. And test it for yourself. Don't don't take my word for it. You know, I've I've been out there, I've been on the beach, I've talked, I've seen almost everybody, one in two. Yes, I've been here. I've never been to this site before, but Mm -hmm. I've been to here and there and all over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Now, yeah. there's something else that we don't always talk about but it's so important you'd be amazed to see how our diaspora has grown and expanded because of visitors who come to Jamaica I say no more of that <laughs> when you wonder sometimes we find Jamaicans participating in very um unique sports that are peculiar to certain geographic areas and climatic mm-hmm. areas mm-hmm. you wonder how come 
<laughs> Enough said. Enough said. <laughs> but so in, in your travels, minister, I, I I know I know you made these kind of comments all over the world to all kind of individuals. What from where you sit, what is investor interest like for Jamaican tourism right now? Very strong. And um it's part of what really has given me the sense that um the country has done well mm. and done well in this recession because sorry in this pandemic this mm. recession uh <laughs> let's hope it doesn't happen yeah the clouds are hanging but let's hope the rain doesn't fall um but the extent to which people who have had notions of investing in jamaica before the pandemic mm-hmm. are still persuaded yes is is a, is a point of great um satisfaction mm-hmm. to, to me as an individual and i'm sure to to our country as a whole so that close to 90 percent of all the investment plans that we had for mm-hmm. tourism are still intact okay. as we speak there are about three to four thousand rooms currently under construction and groundbreaking events to take place over the next few months for you know at least another three thousand and then we expect that in the next five years we'll be adding close to ten thousand new rooms to jamaica wow. and, and while we speak about that we're also talking about new attractions that are coming mm-hmm. and um and then in the midst of all of that there are going to be new ideas emerging you know, with new experiences flowing therefrom. Because we are a constant, ever innovative industry. And, yes. and that's what makes us really attractive to the rest of the world. And when yes. I travel, people ask me the question, what's new? What's different? What's, what's, why should I come to Jamaica? And yeah, that, and we, we want to explore that a bit. But right before we get there, I'd want to find out from you what what's the opportunity for the smaller investor in tourism. Well, the smaller investor in tourism, interestingly, represents eighty percent of tourism. Really, all across the world, export the the, 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 the experience of um, the visitors in all destinations are driven essentially by the small and medium enterprises. Mm. Um, the, 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 the anomaly is that they get less than 20% of the return from tourism. And so part of what we have been doing here in Jamaica is establishing the tourism linkage network Yes, to connect in a very efficient way the smaller enterprises to the main economic streams of tourism mm-hmm. by doing three things. One, building their capacity to manage, to create, to expand their range of offerings and to scale up their operations through financing. And we established a billion dollars with Exim Bank. And the good news is yesterday I got a report which says that Exim Bank has provided 645 loans to different small enterprises and entities 
valuing 1.5 billion Jamaican dollars, and they have 500 million now ready to lend again mm-hmm. because it was a revolving scheme, mm-hmm. and we set it up on the basis of um, a, a five by five by five formula. You know, you recall my saying that we wanted to make five million visitors earn five billion dollars over five years. So we established this five by five, um, five million, uh, sorry, five years, mm-hmm. 5% for 25 million. So the maximum you could borrow is 25 million over five years at 5%. But then the Minister of Finance then was oddly sure and he said, no, no, 4.5%. He said, I want it to be the lowest possible interest rate at the time. Yes. So it became 4.5. So my 5 by 5 by 5 was a little bit undermined by a 4.5. <laughs> well, that's a good, that's a good move, right? Um, and, and then we went to this state, uh, Jamaica National Small Business, that window. And we gave $2,000, million dollars. For them now to unlend to the small transport people, that is the junta man, the taxi man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? To help them to refresh. And they have been able over the period to unlend as much as $900 million. From just revolving that facility. From just revolving that. And a, a number. And then during the pandemic, we provided another portion for small enterprises again the transport sector who had loans that they couldn't pay Mm. and we were able to lend them a a million dollars each at zero interest rates with an eight-month moratorium wow so all of these were part of helping to build the capacity of the small enterprise and to create resilience. And then thirdly, marketing. Mm-hmm. So we got them onto the uh, the tourism, uh, Jamaica Tourist Board marketing platform. We were able also to get them inserted in this in the social media so that their products could be seen. And, um, and and so like and what are some of those products? What are examples? Like, like for example, the pudding man in Priory. Mm-hmm. So he was getting business from people coming out of places like Switzerland and all over. And they were going wow. to, to all inclusives, but they were asking to go to the pudding man because they know the pudding man and they went to the boy. And um and, and at one occasion, um over fifty thousand dollars was paid by one hotel to them. Wow. For groups and so on who came and went to buy. So there are several others that we could mention, you know, and this is what we do to help small and medium enterprises to stay in business, but no, to grow. Mm -hmm. And by growing and building capacity to manage better, they cut out the middleman. So now, instead of the big guys using them as the driver of their own process and giving them what proverbially we call the crumbs that fall from the table, Mm -hmm. they are now able 
to do their business directly. Mm -hmm. We also created technological applications for some of the small farmers. We created an app called Alex. And what Alex did was to connect the small farmer in the fields in St. Elizabeth and in Hanover and elsewhere to the hotels, mm. the procurement division of hotels, so that you could see what supplies are available, what the prices are, and you could make your orders and you can supply. So, so all of these are part of that process to enable more of our local players to be inserted in the tourism value chain and to keep the dollar here. Okay, so, so let me just give you a, an example of how effective that was. That um, just before the pandemic, when I became minister, the retention level for the Jamaica, the US dollar to to um, to the economy was thirty mm percent. -hmm. By the time twenty nineteen came, we were forty point five percent. And our objective was first to get to 50 and then to reach what we think is the maximum that any economy such as ours could reach 60%. Because mm. we know that a significant portion of the tourism input is externally generated and there's nothing we can do about that. So yeah. We don't have the means to, to supply those. Uh, yes. Part of it is the airfare that you have to pay, so that has to go out. And some of the marketing representations which you do, uh, which I think we can reduce that over time with technology now. And then there are certain food types which the visitor consumes, which we don't have the capacity to produce there because of climatic reasons or other reasons. Yeah, but we're moving in the right direction, eh? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, just to get a temperature check on the sector, I know we've seen triple digit returns in stocks with significant tourism exposure, right? Over the past two years. So we think of CPJ, we think of Dolphin Cove. This this implies that tourism has made a ferocious economic uh, recovery. Is it is that is that something that you're seeing from from where you sit uh, relative to 2020, Minister? Right. Well, we sit now 80% recovery over 2019. Okay. And, um, and this summer promises to be the best summer ever. Ever? Ever in Jamaica. Wow. Um, so I am hopeful that after summer leading to the end of the year, we could very well see uh, equal position in 2019, if not just slightly below 2019. What will be significant, however, is that the uh, earnings and Jamaica is employ enjoying very high ADRs, these average daily rates, mm -hmm. um, higher than all the other areas. As a matter of fact, the report is that we are 20 to 25 percent higher ADRs than everyone else in the region, including Mexico and the Dominican Republic. Oh. So. So, so that that's that's a very strong thing for us, which means our earnings in foreign exchange is going to equate 2019 by the end of this year, early 23. Okay, sounds good. Um, I guess we're doing something right. Uh, well, we see it also in terms of the contribution to the economic growth of our country. 
the four consecutive quarters of growth have all been led by tourism. Mm-hmm. The last quarter we had a hundred and five percent increase, which was significantly higher than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And the end, the result, of course, is that the services sector that tourism is part of also had the highest growth rate of eight point six percent. So tourism continues, and 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 we will again be leaders of, of growth in the fifth quarter that is to come when the reports from June um, comes in sometime um, July, August, right? And um, the projections are to continue in that vein until the end of the year. Okay. So what is the future of tourism in Jamaica as you see it? Well, I think the future of tourism is bright because of how uh, much of a flow-through effect it has on the economy. Um, So whatever diversification of the economy that is contemplated. It all augurs well for tourism because that's what we do. We feed on everything good that happens in this society. Every economic activity that um, brings people here, that enables movement of people, tourism benefits. So, you know, if it is BPO, yes. If it is um, any of the digital um, and cognitive systems that become a big part of our economic thrust, yes. Um, you name whatever the economic activity can be, tourism is happy for it because that brings people to the destination. Okay, so so for, from, a, from a cultural perspective, I, I think a Jamaican icons like Bob Marley and Usain Bolt, uh, what do you see as the opportunity for, for brand Jamaica? Well, Brand Jamaica has been the confluence of all those wonderful um, partners and, and what I call inputs. Um, it's, it's, it's not the kind of reference you always make when you talk about individuals and human beings as inputs. But to, to, to consider what Brand Jamaica is, it is the confluence of all those wonderful attributes that come from the rich diversity that characterizes the Jamaican experience. And, and it is our people. Again, as I said at the beginning, the iconic attraction, people, our people. It's our great artists and our great musicians, our great sportsmen, uh, our great scientists, and politicians too. Right? <laughs> Don't play us badly. <laughs> it's it's us, it's, it's all the people. So when when Usain Bolt performs and the world cheers, Jamaica brand is elevated. You know, when Shaggy sings or receives his doctorate or whatever, uh, Jamaica brand is uh, um, exalted. And, and you could name all the wonderful icons of Jamaica who have performed and who have gained notoriety across the globe. It's a brand that's elevated. Yes. So, I mean, just finally, t- tell us what we get wrong about Jamaican tourism or, or the tourism ministry or just something that you think we should know that we don't. Well, what we haven't gotten right yet is how to really make um, tourism resonate with the average person and to change the perception that tourism is an enclave industry and that it's quote-unquote the big man industry Um, and, and, and to remove the notion 
of 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 service as being servitude because the sense people have is, is that that's what you're doing you're a, you're a bellboy or you're or, or you're a, a, um, a, a cook or as you know or you are um, even a front desk worker you but they see you not in the um in in the professional uh space that the industry really does have uh, and 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 it's a a quantum leap that needs to be be made in terms of the psyche of the Jamaican people and I think that that's a big work that we still have to do we have to overcome that that psychosocial barrier where our people still think that tourism is not for them yeah. and that it doesn't benefit them which is not true it does it does it benefits them hugely mm-hmm. they don't appreciate it because sometimes that consciousness is not brought home and i think then the industry has that responsibility to make that change to, to create that paradigm shift and to enable a better relationship to subsist between itself and its people okay all right well minister barlett thank you very much for joining us thank really you i appreciate it appreciate you too and it was a good moment, yes? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thank Thanks you. for your insights and your enlightenment. And, you know, we, 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 we can circle back as we make more progress. Yes. Look forward to that. Bless right, you. Man. Take care. You've just listened to an episode of the Barita Podcast. The Barita Podcast is available on all Barita's social media platforms. If you'd like to invest with Barita Investments Limited, visit our website at barita.com or contact us at 876-926-2681 to get started. This podcast is not a recommendation to buy or sell any securities. This isn't a research report, nor intended to serve as a basis for making any investment decisions. Contact a licensed investment advisor before making any financial decisions.